she wanted a masculine man. I don't understand what that means. Does that mean that Miles was supposed to overcome his clinical depression that he was diagnosed with through sheer strength? Like, is was he supposed to conquer this condition of his just by sheer willpower or something? Like, I don't, I don't understand. What does her, him being masculine have to do with his? current state welcome to the inquisitive nobody i am your host martini jean this is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. Hello, hello. So we are here for Married at First Sight, Episode 6, I See Red Flags. Man, that is a tough one to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we're going to get into it. But I wanted to introduce... Before we get into that, I wanted to introduce a new segment of the show. You know, uh, of course, this is still a new thing, so I'm just trying out new things. But I think this is probably going to be a permanent addition, you know, uh, to the podcast. Just trying out different things. And so everything feels naturally to me and that I just, you know, refine and tool the podcast to what I would like. So... Yeah, maybe not every episode, but I will try to fit in <clears throat> anecdotes at the beginning before I go along with whatever the episode may inquire, whether it's a, a Married at First Sight recap or a completely um, topical podcast, you know, like the introduction thing or uh, anything else that we that I come up with. So at the beginning of the episode, it'll be something called a tale at the top, meaning a story at the beginning of the podcast. So this first edition of Tale at the Top is going to be pretty much a an epilogue to introduction one and introduction two of what I did about the earlier episodes about why I started this podcast and um, just my journey through my dating life and I wanted to introduce that because I've recently been engaging with somebody on the uh on the dating app that I'm on OkCupid. So it's it's been pretty cool. Um but my thing is that at first, I mean, before let's say um uh before it it wasn't all good. See, like <laughs> it's good to have patience because a couple of days ago, I would have had a completely different outset on this, not even talking stage, but just getting to know each other's stage. And I think that I wanted to highlight that as well, uh, because, um, well, if anybody's on OkCupid or any dating website, you can either swipe left to say no to the person or swipe right to say to say, OK, I'm interested in this person. And if you guys match, then you guys uh, a conversation bubble uh, opens up and then you guys get to talk but um i put her on the right because i wanted to see 
uh, because I was I was saying I was saying right to a lot of people, but I also wanted to make sure I read her profile and then I was going to uh, talk to her later because I wanted to say the right thing because you know how women hate that you say oh hey what's up and then that's it and just leave it like that so I like to you know I, I adhere to that and I want to seem engaging so I, I I pretty much saved her and I said okay I was gonna write to her later then the next day happens and then I see that I get a message from OkCupid and I rarely rarely get messages on OkCupid right so I look on it and then it's her it's it's the girl and she says I love how your mind works so far and your smile is absolutely gorgeous there is no way I couldn't message you hi and I was like whoa <laughs> like it just it just hit me so so hard because one women rarely uh hit up guys that's one but I'll just speak for me. Women really hit me up to, to talk about, you know, to hit me up to say that they're interested. That's one. And two, just the way that she just formulated that sentence. I was like, whoa, like I really felt <laughs> it was so interesting. I, I, I felt like a girl at that moment. I was like, oh, my God, like, whoa, this is so why they're interested in me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just I, I was just taken aback by that introduction. Uh, it was it was just a really really good introduction, so I was like, okay, so boom, let's go. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, write back to her, and so I did. I wrote back to her like in an hour because I believe I was at work at the time. But boom, I I wrote to her, and then like silence. We we talked to each other on a Thursday, right? And then it was just silence for the rest of the day. I was like, oh, okay, right, you know, cool, no no problem, no problem. You know, I'm, I'm sure she'll hit me up you know the next day boom friday nothing all day friday i was like um oh okay i don't know maybe maybe i don't know she got a flat tire or something like that i don't know maybe she can't speak you know maybe maybe, maybe i don't know maybe she's I don't, I, I don't know what's going on and then boom saturday nothing i was like yo come on man really i was like how do you like how do you speak to somebody like you messaged me and I already messaged you back and like you're a ghost. And I hate that because that that has happened before to me on other dating sites, uh, other dating apps, just like on Tinder. I mean, not on Tinder. I'm sorry. On Bumble, where you have the opportunity where women have the opportunity to um, text you first, which is kind of I mean, I know that's the tagline, but the way that it's constructed, the men still really still has to put in the work. Um but regardless, because this person, I remember on the Bumble app, I matched with this person, right? And she matched with me. So with then, as soon as you guys match, you have 24 hours until you have 20. The woman has 24 hours to contact you. And then uh, before the match uh, disintegrates and goes away or something like that. So I was like, okay. This is the site where the women hit you up, right? Cool. We matched. All right. Let's go. So almost all, almost all of 24 hours went up and the man has the opportunity to stretch it another 24 hours. 
And I was like, oh, maybe she's busy. Yeah, 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 maybe she's busy. Boom, I put it again. So, boom, she had an additional 24 hours. And nothing happened. And it disintegrated. I was like, okay, so you're the one who matched with me. And you have the opportunity to speak to me. And you don't take that opportunity. You had 48 hours to contact me. And you didn't. So that, like, I know that dating apps are whatever uh not facetious but i don't know some people don't take him seriously it's like oh it's not the end of the world or whatever but you have to understand the psychological thing that comes with that or at least to me you know not not that i say not that i um uh how, how do i say it it's not it's not that i like hold everything to these sites you know my like my value and stuff like that but you know just the parameters of the situation you know so like bumble is bumble allows the women to talk to you first so that gives the guy so that gives the guy a chance to relax because the guy stereotypically is always supposed to venture off for the woman but sometimes it's great to see that you are wanted so this person wanted me but in 48 hours time couldn't even muster up a text to say what's up you know what i mean that's the thing not so much that, oh, somebody didn't accept me, blah, 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 woe is me. It's not that. It's just the parameters of the situation. So back to this current person, um, she, you know, she hit me up. She firstly hit me up on Thursday, 7.41 a.m. And on and Saturday, I have not yet heard from her. I was like, whoa, come on, like, this is this is stupid because, you know, and and also it it is half me because I do get my hopes up when some somebody's interested in me, and also that introduction again, I have not I have not gotten that introduction before, in like my life, and it was it was really cool. You like your smile is absolutely gorgeous. There is no way I couldn't message you. Hi, like who doesn't want to engage in somebody that opens you up emotionally like that? You know it it. it that sounded amazing you know so again like i said i hit her up and i I didn't hear from her from saturday and then boom sunday at 8 39 p.m okay so thursday all of thursday nothing friday nothing saturday nothing and then all the way to 8 39 p.m damn near sunday is gone you know we're in the final quarter of Sunday and she finally hits me up. She finally hits me back. And then of course she's um talking about the stuff that I talked to her about. And then you know, she just has this great spirit about her and you know, she's cute. Um she lives pretty close, probably like twenty five minutes away on a good day, maybe thirty five on a bad, so that's pretty good. That's probably the well, that's not necessarily true. I was gonna say she's probably the closest the closest person that um i've ever dated but somebody the person that i used to uh, the person that i used to date actually the one that i used to date on the old podcast that i used to have she lived uh, 30 minutes away from me so but yeah everything has been you know i wrote to her i mean she wrote to me she wrote to me on sunday and then i wrote back to her the next day monday at one twenty seven a.m and i wrote to her and now 
again, nothing all Monday, nothing all Tuesday. And right now it is September 2nd, 2020 at 10 a.m. And I have yet to receive something. So I, and again, I have no idea what she's doing, but it, it just, it just gives me like, well, I guess it gives me red flags, just like the episode six for Mad at First Sight that I'm going to talk about eventually. So, um, but yeah, it, 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 it gives, not even that it gives me red flags because red flags to me, it seem red flags, I believe seems, seems to be misconstrued with deal breakers. And I don't think that they should, because when you hear somebody that says, oh, red flag, red flag, it's like, oh, nope, that's it. That's it. We're done. And it, it shouldn't be that, but it should be more concerns. And it is concerning. Again, she doesn't owe me a thing. She doesn't owe me a single thing because we're not. Yeah, we're not dating. We're not doing anything. We're literally just talking to each other and getting to know each other. But at the same time, it just gives me like small PTSD just because of all, I believe I mentioned this in the introduction episodes or maybe or just earlier episodes at earlier tales at the top that I didn't actually name yet, <laughs> you know, but um, it just gives me pause because it just reminds me of all the other times that women would stagger their messages to me because they didn't know what to do with me. And, and it was always a couple of weeks before a couple of weeks or days before they just got rid of me and again we're her and i were just starting we're just starting to get to know each other but still it, it it's you know what it is and my thing is my number one thing is definitely communication i love 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 communication right but at the same time it's not even that the staggered messages really but it's more so that you can keep up with other things uh, technology-wise, but you won't give me the time of day. That's the thing that I don't like. You know, just like Chief Keef, that's that shit I don't like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, I remember, the, well, the person that, I, the person that I'm dealing with, you know, not, not this okay Cupid person, but uh, the person that, you know, I met, I mess around with every once in a while like i remember when she told me that she didn't want to be um a couple but she still wanted me to be in her life and stuff like that and you know have fun time to time okay cool but every time i'd be like yo what's good like when are we gonna you know meet up do this shit again you know and she's like oh i don't know i'm busy blah 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 all right cool fine but again staggered messages you know now i remember when i used to um with the last person that i tried to have a relationship with she would also have staggered messages to me because she didn't know how to deal with me and she didn't want to tell me then that she didn't want to have a relationship but at the same time I would try, yeah, I would try to talk to her, and her messages were staggered. It'd be like two, three hours in between each other of messages, and it's not even like I'd say like I, 
I'd be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, what's going on? So, yo, when are we going to see each other? Boom, nothing. Like, she'd be able to keep up with me. But as soon as I said, hey, when are we going to meet? Or what is this? Blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Silence, right? But she kept up with my IG stories, though. Every IG story that I posted, boom, her face was there. Like, seen by her, you know? All of them. Every single one. She didn't miss a beat. So I'm just like, okay, so you can be on your phone looking at my IG stories, but you can't return my text? That's the thing that I don't like. Granted, I have no idea what this new OkCupid chick is, like her frequency. She could very well be busy, you know, like, uh, again. But, again, no one is that busy that you can't hit somebody up quickly you know a high is 2.5 seconds out of a 24 hour day you can say hi you don't need to have a full-blown conversation but you could be like hey what's up how you doing you know that, that that's it so i don't know i'm trying to see i'm trying to see this new person's pattern so so right now she's giving me every three days vibes but i don't know maybe, maybe i would need to see if we ever get to the exchanging of the phone numbers then to see how well she um reciprocates communication because maybe she doesn't go on the app all the time you know i do i go on the app every day um, but maybe she doesn't go on the app and she probably just like oh I'll, you know I'll, I'll check up i'll check on the app uh every couple of days oh yeah i forgot i forgot that i um texted him or something so hopefully we'll see what happens when she uh eventually writes back to me because she does seem fairly interested or at least she likes this engagement of talking which is cool but we'll see if she actually likes me but yeah um but again it is definitely me too because i i do take these things personally of course again i am a sensitive person but that doesn't mean i'm a weak person but yeah, uh, I, I I feel a little too much, but I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. So yeah, so um, I could be overreacting. But again, because of my past experiences, this just reads like it's the same thing. Like the, the staggered messages, I absolutely hate those. You know, if, if you don't want to deal with me or can't see me or whatever, just... Tell me straight up so I can just go on about my day and my life. Don't stagger it. Try to figure out a plan like, oh, man, well, how how do I tell him? How do I tell him that I'm not in interested? Or just communicate more. Like, again, I'm sure she's, I'm, I'm sure, okay, that she doesn't speak to me. But you mean to tell me that, you know, she doesn't pick up her phone calls, that she's not posting something on Instagram or Twitter or making Snapchats or TikTok. You know, if she's doing all those and not messaging me back with the same energy, that's that's what I don't like. That's that's it. And that's, I'm not saying that she needs to be a slave to me and hit me up 24 seven. That's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is keep the same energy between both things that you're doing. That's it. Just 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 give me that respect. That is all. Yeah, so hopefully next episode 
I'll be able to tell you that like, hey, she wrote back to me and everything's all good, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what's up. But anyway, thank you for listening to the tale at the top. So now let's get into the thing that you absolutely want to dive into. Married at First Sight, Episode 6, I See Red Flags. So this this um, this was a very interesting episode. And in the middle of it, you're, I am going to have a huge rant to talk about and it's 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 not going to be pretty okay um but you'll you'll definitely know when i get to it all right so but before we get to that i'm gonna take a little break and then we will be back i mean i will be back to discuss the episode all right and we're gonna get into it all right so hold on let's take a little breather okay i'll be right back all right cool Welcome back to the Inquisitive Nobody, everybody. <laughs> All right. So again, <clears throat> we're going to be hitting up episode six. Hold on. Let me get my notes here. Yep. Married at First Sight, episode six. I see red flags. Okay. So going to start off with Amani and Woody. Woody. They're still on their honeymoon. I believe it's the last night, the last day of uh, them spending time in the beautiful, beautiful uh honeymoon spot that they're at the hotel s carrot i believe hold on let me get that because i mean i'm not sponsored by them but oh jeez i want i want to go there so the hotel s i know i'm saying it wrong but it's x c a r e t in riviera maya mexico beautiful beautiful spot i i believe everybody should look that place up and if you have the money for it, and if your state allows you to go there without having to be quarantined or whatever, um, I suggest you go. It's a, it's a beautiful looking place. All right. So the last night of the honeymoon, it's Amani and Woody. They're chilling in the last day of the honeymoon. Sorry. And they're chilling in bed. Well, actually, Woody is uh, chilling in bed and Amani's up and she he, and he asks are you scared to be with me and she says yeah and he says for real and she's like yeah i'm scared of things going badly and i completely understand her i mean just be and they say just because we're in, well she says it just because we're in fairy tale land doesn't mean that this is gonna last forever i mean she says i want this feeling to last forever but we're in a false we're in a false kind of place where Things are supposed to be all good, but what happens when we go back into the real world? And Woody says that, yeah, I mean, I understand, but um, this is how, uh, what is it? Like, this is how it, it should be, regardless of the environment that we're in. We, we, we should dedicate ourselves to like each other in this fashion. And um, what's it called? Uh, hold on. Yeah, so... 
um, that we should like each other in this fashion and that we should be good together regardless of the environment that we're in. And I totally understand that too. It, it makes complete sense. And um, Amani, um, look at my, no, my notes here. Amani says that she's trying to check her feelings and the reality of the situation. Amani has said that she has had relationships start off great and then end bad because of dishonesty. But she is starting off in a committed relationship, so it's going to have to take some rewiring. That's Yeah, that's what she said. Um, yeah, because yeah, every beginning of the relationship starts off great. And this is even 10 times that because now you are in a committed, one, you're in a committed relationship and not just dating. But two, that's your husband and you have a spouse. So yeah, everything is locked in. Like, oh, this is this guy trying to play me? No, because he decided to marry you. So yeah, you got that. But at, still at the same time, it still has the tendons of a relationship where they're literally and figuratively in the honeymoon phase. But once that dopamine uh, dissipates uh, and then you get back into the real world where you have to talk about bills and, oh, are you going to pick me up from the gym or can you drop me off at the bus stop or whatever and paying bills and cleaning laundry. Oh, you like to watch that show? I like to watch this show. Wait, you like to go to sleep with the television on? Oh, no, I don't like to do that. Oh, man, you're you're playing your you don't like to. um. Uh, you don't like to clean on Sundays? Well, I do. Oh, why are you blaring the radio so so loud? Why don't you like put it down? All those real life scenarios is that going to destroy us? You know. But mainly, she's just talking about is if is if Woody is going to play her or cheat on her because apparently all her other uh, suitors have done that or she's had um liars i don't necessarily cheat um i don't want to say necessarily cheat for all those guys but she did say dishonesty so at the very least the lowest common denominator is that they have lied to amani and she doesn't want that to happen with this one so she's very apprehensive i completely understand so um amani and woody decide to meet with brett and olivia and hang out and um they meet um olivia explains oh yeah because <laughs> so they they're talking about um the their different bachelor parties you know the guy bachelor parties and girl bachelor party and then olivia is like oh um i heard about your your irish goodbye and irish goodbye is just you know you just dip out secretly out of a gathering and you know you don't say goodbye to everybody which is kind of ironic which is why it's called that which is why it's called the irish goodbye and then they show a clip of brett just leaving and then he's talking about yeah you know i was overwhelmed i just wanted to leave and i didn't feel good blah 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 and then amani is very skeptical of brett maybe saying that he's not telling the truth and because and she's really um not digging into brett but just giving him kind of like the side eye because Amani really cares about Olivia and I do too like I said Olivia is uh, my favorite she's my boo of the season and um it's funny because what was it last episode is that Henry was very skeptical of Brett as well so last episode it was Henry 
this episode is Amani and we're gonna get into it where later it's another person just not skeptical of Brett and the the, the numbers are piling up against him and, and it's kind of bad so now we got um Amelia and Bennett and uh let's let's see what I want to read I wish I would uh not do these in a chicken scratch but um uh Amelia asked Bennett what did he like about his ex-girlfriend that what 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 she did for him and he was saying you know the small things leaving the lights on when he would come home late from doing his pedicab job or folding each other's laundry and I thought that was cute and you know it's, it, yeah and it is the small things again it's like you don't necessarily have to do big things at least for me and when you do I'm gonna be like whoa like you really didn't have to do that I will appreciate it definitely but I think it's the small things as if you as if you know who I am you know I remember I don't want to say the last thing that I got um uh from from somebody i mean the um i I know i'm probably forgetting something but the one that sticks out in my head that um i really liked was that my ex-fiance way back in the day she she got me the i don't know if it was for it was most likely probably for christmas and she got me the box set of the of knight rider the series that's my i i hold that series uh close to my heart Uh, it was one of my favorite television shows growing up as a kid in the 80s and she got me that and i don't know how much it cost or whatever but like again it it was a dvd box set it wasn't like oh i got you this rolex watch or i got you this new video game system but like no it was it was it was that i mean i'm sure it, it was a pretty penny because it was a box set of an entire show entire run of a series it wasn't like a movie or something like that but it was that small thing is because she knew that i loved that show and she wanted me to cherish it like forever and i still have that box set you know eight years later or whenever she got it to me but at least eight years later because the last time i saw it was in 2012 not true the last time i saw it was in 2015 but you know you get what i'm saying the last time we dated was 2012 so that's when uh it's at least eight years old and i still have it and i still love it it's it's one of my favorite gifts that she's ever gotten me and it and, and it was personalized you know that's why i say it was the small things yeah yeah she could have got me a random geeky thing and I, yeah i'd probably appreciate it but since it was something that she knew that was tethered to something that i really love and appreciate i appreciate it and i that's again like i said it's one of my favorite gifts in the world so um so with uh bennett i can understand like the small things yeah like yeah leaving the light on when he comes home late because who wants to <laughs> who wants to drive up to the to their house and like there's no light or doing nothing just like damn like you really don't care about me okay that's cool so um i like amelia where she says pertaining to her newfound marriage is that uh, there's a switch that happens in my marriage where you just stop being fickle and make a conscious decision to decide to be with somebody and commit and go very deep with that person a whole new adventure and being committed with somebody and it's true 
it is true. I mean, even even regardless of what this show pertains, there there is a time in your life where you're just like, you know what? I'm done playing the games. This is the person that I want to marry. And and it is a switch. I, I don't know if I mean, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, when did you know? When did you know?" And sometimes it can be after a moment but it is a clear decision at least for a man uh when he feels like okay this is the person that i want as my wife this is this is who i'm going to propose to it clicks in your head it's just like yep this is it again i i I don't remember um what happened but in the in the four and a half year relationship that i had with my ex-fiance right in the middle in the two-year mark was when I decided in my head, yep, this is going to be it. And I told my best friend. And then that's when he helped me go to the ring shop because I went to the exact ring shop that he went to when he proposed to his wife. And he helped me pick out and pick out the look of the ring. you know. And, and I told him, I was like, yeah, man, this is it. It's going to be her. And, of course, if you go to introduction one and two, you'll realize what happened. Um, And again, I'll probably pepper out some anecdotes throughout this entire podcast and you might get the full story, (laughs) but um, yeah. And and that, and that's what happened. But yeah, there, there is a certain click that goes click. Okay. Yeah. This is it. This, this is the person that I want to be with, you know? So uh, I'm glad that Amelia has that, switch that she wants to be dedicated to this process but again at the same time i'm i'm giving her i'm keeping one eye out for her because again at the beginning of this show i told you this was my and they still are they are my favorite couple since since the beginning of the show before it was jason and courtney in season one then it was Sam and Neil, more Neil than Sam. Um, I forget what season they were in. Maybe I'll say episode six, but I'm episode uh, uh, season six. I could be wrong on that season. But anyway, it was Neil and Sam. And then now it's uh, Brett. I'm sorry, uh, Bennett and Amelia. They're, they're my favorite. But I'm telling you, a couple episodes ago when she gave that false impression that she didn't hear what um that she didn't hear what uh that uh what's his face said that uh Bennett said that question you know what I mean um that that gives me that gives me pause I don't like that one bit I don't like that she didn't want to confess or give that answer to him because he deserves that answer because you can't have him keep settling down and thinking that this is going to be it and then all of a sudden oh, i gotta pack up again you know i'm out of here i don't like this place you know it gets too orange in the winter time and then you just like freaking leave and it's like what C- come on girl just we need to settle down what are you doing you know but uh yeah so um what bennett has an issue of knowing next to nothing about the person but crushing on them really hard oh yeah i forgot about that and i think that's and i think that's where 
he's going to falter. I, I really think that. I think he's going to get r- really bogged down on that about, um, yeah, just, just, just falling f- for them knowing nothing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like that too. Again, with the, um, with the okay Cupid girl that I'm talking about, that I talked to at tail of the top. Um, I'm not to say that I'm falling for her, but like, I'm, I'm here, you know what I'm saying? I'm interested. What's good. Let's go. Why are you taking, why are you taking three days to freaking type, type me to, to, to message me? What's going on? It seems very calculated. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, why are you taking three day increments to discuss with me? Again, I have absolutely no idea what she's going through and they could be completely justified. But again, if you're keeping up with other things technology wise, but you're putting me at the bottom of your priority list, that's the issue that I'm that I have trouble with. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I'm kind of afraid that Bennett is just going to be a pushover just to appease the person who he has a crush on, which is Amelia. And he does have a crush on her because he confirmed it. He confirmed it to the producers that he has a crush on Amelia, which is fine. But again, that means to me that he's gonna, um, he's gonna uh, l- put his guard down and just accept everything, you know, except except for like his beliefs, because because uh, I, I remember he was talking about that he doesn't think it's biologically sound to, no, he doesn't he doesn't think, um you should have children biologically when there's so many children already here in this population and you can just adopt. So I don't think he's going to waver off of that. So his beliefs are fine. But like the other things, it's just like, yep, let's just wait. You want to go to New Mexico? Cause you got a job. Okay, fine. We'll go there. Oh, you want to, Oh, we just got to New Mexico two weeks later. You want to go to um Alaska because you got a better job with more money. Oh, okay, let's go. You know that that that's what I'm kind of afraid of. I I think that uh, again, if if she didn't have that hesitation in that episode, I would have been fine. But now I have my eye on Amelia, just like everybody has their eye on Brett. I believe that Amelia is going to break this man's heart. I'm going to say at the reunion, at the reunion, that they're not going to be together anymore. I at the reunion, maybe. I mean, obviously, they would have to say yes to get on. Well, you know, not to say to get on the reunion show. You're going to be on the reunion show regardless if you say yes or no. But what I mean is that they'll probably say yes at the end on decision day. But I believe that at the end on on the reunion show, when that happens, Amelia would have broken his heart. Amelia would be the one to say no. Um, yeah, because I feel that she'll feel that she's too tied down and she needs to fly and flow with the wind. But that's, that's just my opinion. But, uh, okay. So we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to Henry and Christina. Okay. So, (laughs) so again, you know, you guys know that I don't like Christina. So Christina is judging the food that was, uh, served to her. And she's like, oh, is that prosciutto? And she's like giving this like this doubtful face like, "Mm, okay. And she she says that she's impatient and Henry is starting to notice her impatience. So 
and 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 it it's kind of cool because in this scene you the producers allow themselves to be heard giving directions to the couples so one of the producers like christine and she's like christine nah and she says it with this like very like don't you dare get my name wrong but the thing is okay i'll get i'll give it i mean i don't like the tone but i don't uh, i don't mind the correction because my uh i i my name gets mangled all the time okay my name is martini like the drink which is why i say that phrase because everybody likes everybody thinks that it's funny that i say like the drink but the thing is you know i'll get martin you know they'll completely forget the i i'll get martin you know like french like martin like no that's not my name (laughs) you know and they won't pronounce my name martini so when i say oh it's like they'll say wherever i'm at dmv whatever wherever my name needs to be said aloud i say martini like the drink and people either laugh or they're like "Ooh, i could use that now like all right whatever you know that that's great they but now you can't get my name wrong because now i've embedded in your brain what my name is because you want a martini so i i, I get her on that but I don't know, just the way that she said it. And, like, um, the producer asks, is there something that you need clarification on or something because he isn't as communica- communicative? And she goes like, no, I-, I don't have anything. So that question is superfluous. And I was like, all right, yo, like, why are you throwing out these SAT Jeopardy words, you know, to people just to make you sound like you're all smart and stuff? You know, I mean, not going to lie, I had to look it up <laughs> because I don't know what that word means. But to, but for her to just like spit that out, like spit that non-common word out just just so you can show your intelligence is like, ah, stop it. You know, trying to be all high and mighty using big, big words. And I and again, like I said, I looked it up and it means unnecessary. So that question is unnecessary. So, again, I, I really don't like her attitude. And then the producer asks, is there anything you guys want more or less of from each other? And Henry asks the question. And then Christina answers, she wants him to take charge. Um, which makes me think that, you know, what are you doing in the meantime? You know, if he's taking charge, what are you doing? That 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 That's all, that's all that I want to know. Because it's like, if I plan out the entire day, what are you doing now? I've done everything. So what are you doing? What is making you in charge keeping you from? You know, because I understand. Like, I know. I know girls don't like to be. I don't want to say that girls don't like to be in charge. But they'll be in charge if they have to be in charge. But they don't want to be in charge. They want you to be in charge. Okay, fine. I'll be in charge. But then what are you doing? <laughs> you know, what are you doing in the meantime? Uh, yeah and and what is making you in charge keeping you from 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 doing nothing is 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 that it like ugh, i'm tired i don't want to do this you know is that is that what you is that what it is i don't want to do it either but i have to you know like this is what has to be done um i don't, I don't know or, or 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 is it like the thousand tests that you make you know men go through 
to make us question our manhood is is that what that is too like is that why you want us to be in charge all the time to see if we can do it to to put us against the challenge that might be impossible for us but you want to see if we're worthy of achieving it to see if we're going to sink or swim is is that is that it as well but uh but yeah so i i, I don't know and another thing that i don't like about christina because she she likes using the word aggressor and i and i don't like that because she's like oh i've always been the aggressor in my relationship no i've never been the aggressor in my relationships you know it's it's always been the guy that has been the aggressor and i'm like ugh, why are you using aggressor because at least for now in this in this climate the word aggressor is bad you know harvey weinstein was an aggressor uh, you can, you know, depending on what you feel about the Louis C.K. thing, Louis C.K. was an aggressor. R. Kelly was an aggressor. Bill Cosby was an aggressor. And you're saying, oh, I've never been the aggressor in my relationships. You know, it's always been the man. It's like, why are you using that word? You know, there's there's other words that you can use. You can even if you say, yeah, you know, I, I've never been the one to take control. That's it. Like you can say, you know, the man has the man has always been the one who takes control. So when I hear when I hear her using the word aggressor, and remember, <laughs> she used superfluous, so she knows her words. My thing is the reason I think the reason why she tends to go to that word is because her the men that she would go out with are abusive, you know, or very um well, no pun intended, but aggressive, you know not necessarily take control but just aggressive you know just very like that and she's used to that she's she's used to the chads of the world and um that's not good and that's definitely not henry you know i mean henry's the, the complete opposite of that but still don't use those guys as a standard of what a man needs to be you know don't 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 look at this guy like yeah okay he could fix a tire or he could uh i don't know he could he he can do all the shit that you want him to do but like look but look at all the other things that he's doing you know he's talking down on you most likely you know he probably comments on your weight most likely you know and and yeah sure he could probably be dominant in bed too you know he gives you that good dick but still like that like uh, that aggressor that that's what you want in a relationship that's the guy type of guy that you want because you because she even said at the beginning in the matchmaking thing is like oh uh um all the guys that i pick are just the same and you know you 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 hated that guy but now you're applauding that guy you're applauding the type of guy that you like that no that you want just because henry's not giving you what you want but the reason why you're on this show is because of the type of guys that you used to date. So which one is it, Christina? You know, which one is it? Like, do you want to have, do you want another person that you used to be with? Uh, I mean, do you want another person that acts the way that you, with the guys that you used to date and, and, and be miserable just because Henry isn't the type of person that you want? Or giving you the things that you need in three days, because I could no actually in six days because there it's the last day of the honeymoon. You know what I mean? Like I don't, 
which one is it? Which one is it, Christina? You're, you're hurting my head. Okay? So, um, yeah, and yeah, again, she, she always uses the word aggressor. I, I, I don't like that. Um, and, and she keeps begging Henry to make a move. That I will, um, that will, I will agree that he needs to do more of. He needs to be more forthcoming. He needs to take control. But at the same time, you know how this person feels about you. You know, you know that this person thinks that you're not a man. So why am I going to make a move on you? And she doesn't, and she wants him to make a move, but there's never a good opportune time for him to do so. It's because, I don't know, it's always after she emasculates him or like there's not a time where they hold hands and they could, you know, hug close. Well, you know, okay, maybe sometimes after an activity that they do, he could probably give her a hug or hold hands. I can understand that. But again, the man is super nervous. He's never walked up to a girl in his life. He went on this show pretty much to have a to have a girl who loves him for who he is and to be served on on a platter. You know, that's that's probably the intent of why he went on the show. So he didn't need to do any work. But he got Christina. <laughs> And it's going to be a lot of work. And the experts have thought that they would be good to good with each other. And we still need to see that uh, come through. But he now needs to know that regardless, even if your wife was served to you on a silver platter, that doesn't mean that you still don't get to work. It is a marriage. And marriage is work. Okay? It is work. Every single day, it is work. And you need to work at it. I, I don't know what else I need to say about that. Uh, Henry needs to, you know, step on it. I don't know. But, uh, okay. So moving on, well, what, what couple do we have now? Oh, okay. So they went back to Amelia and Bennett. Uh, uh, okay. So pretty much they ask, um, Amelia asks Bennett, uh, what does she, what does he think true love is? And he says, true love for him is feeling true happiness by seeing someone else be happy. Right. So that goes uh, great sentiment, good sentiment, but also that just talks about the things that I was saying before about him, about just you know, not, not caring necessarily about what your needs are, but what their, their person's needs are, you know, cause like I said before, he, um, sometimes he'll fall in love with somebody so quickly without knowing next to nothing about them and, and just be all about them. And that kind of threads this thing is like true happiness is seeing is it true happiness is seeing someone else be happy. You know, and even though that's great, something that other person needs to do the same thing, too. So now both of you guys are getting it. It's a reciprocal thing. It's a cyclical thing. It goes around in a circle, that type of uh, relationship. You know what I mean? But if, if you don't get that from another person, it just looks like you're putting yourself second. You know, um, oh, my happiness is if they're happy. Okay, but what about you? Are you happy? And I know that you'll be happy if they're happy, 
but how are they making you happy? That's the thing. And he needs to watch out for that. <laughs> because, again, Bennett sounds like me. So I can totally see myself. I'm sure I've done that because I, I love I love seeing other people happy. You know, it's, it's, it's a great thing. But um, uh, it's 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 very concerning that he thinks in this manner. I mean, not really, but at the same time, again, I'm not saying that he's going to be a pushover. I'm just saying that he might be taken advantage of. That's what I mean, because anybody can take advantage of that that uh anybody can take advantage of that 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 type of personality and that and that character trait you know so uh bennett asks amelia what true love is and she says you know sitting in a cardboard box all day with someone that you know and love enjoying them so much that you uh that you what that oh that you can't wait to hang out with all the time and that's cute. That's like a, that's like a, and no offense to her, but that's kind of like a teenage way of looking at it, you know, but I can see that. I mean, I can see, um, pockets of that, uh, existing that, yeah, you want to see the person that you want to see all the time, you know, like why wait, uh, like why, like why, why wait for that stuff, you know? And again, sorry to hark back at the tail of the top, but the okay Cupid girl, like if you are interested in me why not why do you have to have these gaps with your uh with your texts you know i i and i feel and i feel that way and this is a in a broader subject you know that whole those texting rules and those dating apps rules like oh don't you know wait you know wait three days before you talk to somebody or like don't don't message somebody too quick or you'll seem thirsty and blah 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 like all those things are really just hurting the game out there like yeah i understand some people going overboard that is different from being genuinely excited about somebody because like yeah girls will always call you thirsty for stuff because you're just engaged with them you know what why is that like why do you want me to slow down like don't you want somebody to um like be 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 into you and I know I was, actually I was reading uh, an article b- before I even started the show. I mean, before I started the podcast, where it was like, um, uh, people with people what people with mystery are more desirable. And there's a study about that. About like there's a there's a less there's less intrigue with somebody that just comes out and says like, hey, I like you a lot. Let's go out on a date, whatever. Because it sounds like the person is desperate, and which is. It's true. I can understand that. But also the other end, if you don't know that much about somebody else yet, it's intriguing, uh, which and they said, which is why everybody loves like true crime podcasts or mystery shows, unsolved mystery shows, because it's intriguing. You want to know more. But at the same time, if that person is not giving you the more, how how exactly are they attracted? to? How do you know they're attracted to you? And how do you know that you're even going to get that information? So now you're just being dragged out in this, you know, one month scenario about trying to see if this person likes you or not. But ooh, you're so, you're so mystified, you know, by this bad boy. Like ooh, like I don't know anything about him. I don't know where he lives. I don't even know if he gave me the right number. <laughs> you know, his right number. 
but man is man am i intrigued like you want that too while this guy that you know nothing about is probably banging somebody that you know that that he doesn't even care for but but he has you on on a string on his hook just because he's mysterious you know that, that that's all that i mean but um how do we even get here <laughs> let's go back but yeah but all i'm saying is i don't i don't feel that you need to restrain yourself for fear of being thirsty or whatever i i think that you should again you shouldn't like vomit out your feelings either but it is important to be true to who you are and to fully engage and invest in something that you want to fully engage and invest in that's all that i'm saying you don't need to you don't need to have arbitrary or artificial stoppages to uh navigate something in your favor for fear you know just let it happen naturally if someone texts you don't wait an hour to freaking write back i mean if it's gonna take you an hour because you're busy okay but like don't be like all right i'm gonna set a timer and um i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait because i don't want to feel for i don't want to feel thirsty or whatever nah man if you're feeling her boom get that conversation going get that communication going again communication is very very important and i think you should just freaking communicate man what the hell i don't get it so okay so now we've come to um the point that i'm gonna uh go cuckoo for cocoa puffs but um, i'm we're i'm gonna take a break right now all right and i'll be back and we shall discuss this whole shit okay so (laughs) stay tuned to the inquisitive nobody okay so here we go we're going still going on episode six i see red flags and this is probably the crux of what the title meant for the episode so we're at my favorite person karen and uh miles this couple so so karen and miles they're they decided to get up super early and um, uh, go down to the uh, go down to the pool where there's nobody there because I guess it gets really crowded during the day. Of course, it's a resort, and um, they get down. They get there. They're chilling out, having fun, and they're at the um, they're on the um, what is it? The, the beach chairs. They're on, they're on the beach chairs at the side pool, and then Miles is like, "Listen." You know, uh, I've been getting to know you and I am, I want to share something with you, but not even just share something with you, share something big with you for the matter of fact that I'm getting so comfortable with you that I can share this with you. And Karen is getting all happy. She's like, oh, OK, what is it? And he goes, he you know, he suffers from clinical depression. And that sometimes he doesn't want to get out of bed or he's in a funk and she's like and and sometimes you know he just wants his uh you know just a space and he'll he'll be able to tell her like hey listen you know i'm in one of my funks can you just you know just just chill out and you know, just just give me a few right so it's like all right cool so she 
it's like oh you know i wasn't expecting this on my honeymoon you know this is in her confessional she says i I wasn't expecting this on my honeymoon she wanted a masculine man she doesn't know how this information will affect her marriage and if she'll be able to support him and it's like okay we're gonna break this down a little bit okay one i was extremely pissed that she said something like that and um i mean she tried to i mean she said all that stuff in the confessional so he didn't hear that until i guess now when the episode is airing but in front of him she was like okay you know i thank you for telling me that you know i'm sure it was very hard to say that and how am i gonna know if you're in a funk whatever blah 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 and and he tells her like you know I'll, i'll just let you know in various ways when not to deal with me right but my thing is let's let's break down what she says you know i didn't expect this on her honeymoon okay she wanted a masculine man okay and then she doesn't know how this information will affect their marriage and if she will be able to support him okay this is what this is what this is what this chick is saying all right so uh i she wanted a masculine man i don't understand what that means does that mean that uh miles was supposed to overcome his clinical depression that he was diagnosed with through sheer strength like is was he supposed to conquer this this ailment of his this this condition of his just by sheer willpower or something like i don't i don't understand what does him being masculine have to do with his current state you know and she says, oh, I don't know how this information will affect their marriage and if I will be able to support him. So now you're telling me that I've told you something very vulnerable that I didn't even have to tell you. Well, I mean, yeah, he did have to tell her because he is married to her. But something that was very vulnerable to him and you're saying, well, psh, sorry, buddy. I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, I'm sorry. You know, um, wh- What? What, what what does that even mean so you're not gonna be here for me after this and i totally uh, and i love how before at the beginning of the like honeymoon episode not 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 literally this episode but the beginning of their honeymoon she was saying that like oh i don't know if uh i'm gonna be able to you know, like, I don't want any, and I don't want anybody, like, up under me, because I need my alone time, and he, he's gonna need to understand that, you know, he's gonna need to understand that I need my alone time, sometimes I don't want to be bothered, blah, 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 and he's like, yeah, I understand that, that's cool, I got you, but now that he needs his alone time, and his spare time, because he doesn't want, uh, he doesn't want to offend you, because of his clinical depression, you're like, oh, well, psh, I, don't, I don't know how I'm gonna deal with that, I don't know if I'm going to support you in that. I need a mus- uh, masculine man. You know what I mean? And it's like, fam, what What do you, what? What do you mean by that? So it goes on and he says that, Miles says that as a black man, they're supposed to be stoic and not share their feelings. But when a teammate of his passed away, he de- he declined to let people know that they can come to him what? Oh no, not he declined. He decided to let people know that they can come to him and be vulnerable, which made him which made him also vulnerable too. And um I love that. And 
also uh karen asks uh, how will she know if he's bugging him he's gonna say he's gonna tell her you know from a scale of one to ten and that she should take it in stride but then yeah she's like but yeah you wanted him to stay away from you when you wanted the time away to yourself you know and then you know she quotes she's like i've never dated someone who told me they had clinical depression but now i'm married to someone who's clinically depressed all right so that's what you have to deal with you're not perfect what's going on i mean yeah i i, I understand you know i will give her some leeway some you know sometimes people don't want to have something as big as that uh hinder their marriage you know but things come up like like okay so let's say i'm dating somebody and they tell me that they can't have children not even that they don't want to have children they can't have children and they just boom spring it on me it's like whoa damn like i really wanted to have kids and you know like no we could still adopt like mm, yeah i get it but i really do want to naturally have kids and with you so okay i understand i understand that i understand that karen you know, but, but for the fact, the simple fact is that, like, she's saying she doesn't know how it's going to affect the marriage and if she she will be able to support him. I don't like that a woman can have the choice of supporting their spouse, but a man has no has no choice at all. Like, he can't even think about that. It's like, oh, wait, my wife lost her job. I'm going to have to help her out. You know, he, there's not even a question that he has to step up and do what needs to be done for his wife. But a woman is like, mm, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. You know, like, that peeves me so much. But also, the thing is like, um, I... I I really don't like the fact that she wanted a masculine man, a masculine man, as if he was supposed to be this like impenetrable guy and not have anything be able to crumble him down. Okay. And, and it makes me really angry because, you know, I might as well tell you right now, at the time of this recording, uh, what is this? Uh, September 2nd. So, um, as, as you may have heard, that uh chadwick boseman the um the actor who played um uh he was in black panther he was in 42 he played jackie brown he was he played thurgood marshall he was in 21 bridges you know very prolific actor passed away from stage four colon cancer okay and nobody knew until he died i mean not even nobody okay i'll just say 94 percent of the people who knew him did not know that he had that probably of course his family maybe some people at marvel studios but granted the world did not know that this man was even sick let alone that he had a uh, stage four colon cancer and he died okay and he didn't tell anybody and he had he has the right to not tell anybody about his uh um his his, his sickness he didn't have to tell anybody the only person he needed to tell was like his his kids and his wife you know he didn't have to tell us and now everybody is coming out with uh memes and posts saying oh man like this guy he did seven movies after being diagnosed with uh colon cancer 
and he didn't say anything to us. Oh, this man is brave. He's stoic. He's strong and all this stuff. And yes, he is. He is very strong. And I will never take that back from him. You know, like this man faced adversities like very few people have had. But at the same time, it gets me angry because a lot of people are applauding his silence. You know, like why I'm saddened because we weren't there for him when he needed us or we could have like helped not help him out, but be there for him. You know, look at all the accolades that he's getting and he doesn't get to see it. You know, and it's like we're all applauding his silence because, oh, yeah, the, the silent warrior. You know, you just you just take it on the chin and just keep going. And I don't like that mentality at all. It, it, it sounds it sounds bad. And again, this isn't this isn't necessarily on him. I'm not talking about him again. Like I said, he has every right to not tell us what is going on with his life, just as everybody. Everybody has the right to have a private life. I'm just merely talking about the praise that he's getting for not saying something as 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 severe as colon cancer. So look at this freaking uh, miles. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he said it right here. You know, as a black man, we're taught to stay stoic and not share our feelings. This man is suffering from depression. But since he's black, he's supposed to give you the presence of a stoic man. And yeah, nothing phases me. I got this, you know what I mean, and the same thing with Chadwick, and it's like, and, and look at freaking, um, uh, Karen, she's like, you know, she, whatever she felt about Miles before that has completely changed after now, because she never said that, well, she did say that she wanted a masculine man, because he was always in his feelings, but like, but now, but now look, oh, great, you know, he's always in his feelings and now he has clinical depression. Jeez, where's my where's my man? Where's the man that I signed up for? That's like so messed up. Like he isn't allowed. Miles isn't allowed to share his vulnerability for fear that people are going to look at him as weak. This man suffers from clinical depression. Is aren't we aren't we in the age of looking at people's uh mental health as a positive and now we can't share are 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 faults what is what is going on which one is it you know it you know shut up and dribble and freaking you know uh just take just take it to the chin and just keep going and be alone in your sorrow and and be alone in your sorrow but you'll be looked at as a as a king you know what i mean but like any other way like you you're going to be looked at as weak or just not a man like what what kind of what what is that like like seriously what what is that i don't understand man what 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 kind of what kind of what kind of choices are those you know what i mean like i don't like that whatsoever so I am so, so angry and so livid at Karen because now, now her husband to her is a bitch because he can't handle clinical depression and he's in his feelings 
so he's not a masculine man. You know, like, oh, great. You know, I, I, I got a baby on my hands. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. This is, ugh, yo, Karen, man. I'm sorry. And, and and the thing is, I'm not even really ragging. I mean, I am ragging on Karen because I hate her. But there are many, many women who think the same way. You know, and, and, and I'm looking at all of them, especially with the Chadwick Boseman thing that's going on right now. All these chicks are applauding this dude. And to be fair, they should be. This man this man went through a lot. Seven movies with stage with with stage four colon cancer. That's crazy. But at the same time, I bet you those same women wouldn't give any any um not any play, I shouldn't say that. But they wouldn't give a, a, a dude respect for saying like, yeah, I'm you know, for being vulnerable and being in his feelings like, yo, I got this. You know, I'm dealing with this. You know, like the probably yo man up, son. Man up, what are you doing? You know, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to show anybody that you have you have a chink in your armor. You know? That's horrible, man. This is why I like in my like in my personal like social media and stuff like that, I always post vulnerable things because I'm not letting a chick I'm not one, I'm not letting anyone much, no less a girl, a woman, f- make me feel that I ain't shit because of the way that I feel about whatever. That's why I super get vulnerable and stuff like that. I love being vulnerable, okay? This is why I made this freaking podcast, all right? Because I'm going to be vulnerable out the ass, okay? And for a woman and for a woman to come at me and be like, damn, man, yo, shut up about your feelings. What? Why don't you be a man? You know, like, fuck you. You know, fuck you. All right. I'm going to be vulnerable because I'm going to let you know who I am at the core instead of being a fake chauvinistic pig and stoic just to get in your ass, you know, just to get in your in your pussy. It's not happening, you know. So so what? So you can like that guy be like, oh, like, I don't know a thing about him. He's awesome. You know, and he and he's always strong. Nah. You know, and, and don't and and ladies don't trick guys into trying to be vulnerable and then when he does, you don't like him anymore. Just like the whole like when you go for those stoic guys and you're like, Oh, I don't know what you're feeling. Tell me how you're feeling. I wonder how you're feeling. This is why they don't tell you how they feel. It's because they know that you will use it against them. And once he gets vulnerable, he's not manly anymore to you. Apparently, from what I'm seeing, you know, and then you and then you betray him. You betray his trust. Wow, you really feel that way? Oh my God, this is how you feel. Oh man, all these feelings. Ugh, like who did I marry? Who am I going out with? You know, why did I give myself to you? Ugh, you know, like that's the shit that you do. Yo. I'm telling you, man, when I when I was looking at this scene, I was appalled. I was appalled. I was like, you're bugging out. This is this is horrible, you know? But yeah. Freaking Karen. Jesus. So bad. But anyway, let's moving on. We'll move on. Uh and uh, again, to to just cap that off, R.I.P. Chadwick Bozeman, you are a great person. You know, like and, and you did 
really good visiting those uh, kids who had what you had and you didn't say anything to the world and you just let them be happy in your presence and you gave those kids smiles so it's 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 really cool and you of course represented an entire community because now we're seeing pictures of little black boys and black girls doing the wakanda forever sign and also having their toys represent like a funeral because they'll have like your your uh toy your action figure laying down while all the avengers are around in a circle and the little kids are doing the wakanda forever sign saying a, a good memorial piece so it's a beautiful thing that you did to the black community so it's it's great like and and you will be missed and you are absolutely loved so thank you chadwick boseman for everything that you did to the community for the community but yeah so we're gonna go on with uh brett and olivia so this has been interesting this 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 is interesting this is this is a turn i i, I believe this is an interesting turn kind of like amelia and bennett that i'm seeing but anyway um so uh brett and olivia are at dinner and olivia asks how much brett works like how much does he uh how long does he work for and he says he works monday through friday eight to four and she said that she works all the time after work she you know sometimes after work she brings work home um they also exchange wages and she we find out that she makes double what he does and he's like well are you are you threatened that i that you make double than i do and she says no she's not threatened by how low he makes she just doesn't want the amount of money to get in the way of a already stressful situation which i completely understand because again money always gets in the way of relationships whether you're married dating whatever money gets in the way and that's what happened with my relationship too i didn't have i was unemployed when i proposed to my ex-fiance and um that was a strain because for me in my head i was thinking it's all about love right we nothing else matters if we have love and that was not the case i was hit swiftly over the head saying that it wasn't because i who was going to pay for the house who was going to pay for the cars you know how was i going to cultivate the lifestyle of a married couple without a job you know because me i wanted to secure the woman as opposed to secure a lifestyle because to me I don't care what lifestyle I have as long as I have the woman of my life in my life. You know what I mean? But that didn't come to be and we broke up and that wasn't the main thing. You know, it was a big thing, but it wasn't the main thing. So I felt bad about that and and have ever since. But money is always a factor. I don't care what anybody says you know and, and i especially don't and i especially don't care necessarily what the woman says too like oh yeah it's 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 nothing it's okay mm -hmm. yeah all right and as we learn in in the couple moments that it's not all right with her because she says that she likes expensive wines and vacations and he likes cheap wine and cooking at home because he's because uh he uh she says that you know she does well for herself and she would like to have expensive wine and go on vacations but he likes cheap wine because he 
he not that he's cheap is because both of them have uh poor childhoods right so both of them had poor childhoods so and they just grew up learning different things about money with her she she worked hard for it and all that stuff and so now she's just enjoying the fruits of her labors because she knew that because she knows that she couldn't have this back in the day where with him not to say that he didn't work hard but it's just that because of how poor he was growing up he knows the value of a dollar and how to stretch a dollar so instead of going out all the time because she likes to go out three times a week because she has the money to do that he does not have the money to do that but guess what he did he learned how to cook so now he cooks every day at home so he's saving money because he likes to he likes to look in the long term where olivia just i don't want to say frivolously pays for things but she's like all right you know if i want to go out to eat i'm gonna go out to eat but him he thinks about it. he's like you know what nah i got freaking hamburger helper i'm gonna chef something up right now and have some dinner i don't care you know so um but she says she, uh, olivia wants a husband to travel the world with but she thinks he doesn't want to do it and it's not that he doesn't it's just that he can't do it because he doesn't have the money you know and, and she likes she likes nice things she likes to do nice things but he wants to invest in the long run in the long term you know and she accuses him of just wanting to play house you know and that's not and that's not the, that's not the case so my question to olivia is are you going to be paying for all these trips that you want to go on you know because if it's if it's like a if it's like a two okay so let's say she wants to go someplace and it's a twenty four hundred dollar ticket right like, are you paying for both him and you? So that's like $4,800. Are you paying for that? Because if you're expecting to pay for him to pay his way, which I don't know, that's debatable. Uh, I mean, yeah, he should pay for his ticket and he and he's not able to, then why can't we reach a compromise? You know, like, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? Like, he's telling you straight up that he doesn't have the money to, not facilitate but to engage in the life that you want to engage with like i understand you want to travel the world just like every freaking girl does and then that's great and um, and he wants to too but if he doesn't have the money that doesn't mean that his his mind is limited and he only wants to play house oh you just want to just cook and just do local things oh that's great but i want to like see the world yeah he wants to see the world too but you shouldn't have to degrade his seriousness of how he's taking this marriage that he just wants to play house like fam he doesn't have the money like well, it's, not, it's not that he's hoarding it to it's not that he's hoarding it to not do what you don't want to no it's not that he's hoarding it to not do what you want to do you know what i mean it's it's just he doesn't have the funds he just doesn't and and i don't think he should be held accountable for that to like for, for you to like be mad at him um i don't know um but she's but she did say that she is willing to work out the differences and and i'm glad about that so um so they so at nighttime they talk about sex and brett is a three date guy you know before he wants that wop you know and olivia's slow she says she wants to know 
the person and um what she wants to know oh are they gonna have sex every day and because sometimes she'll be coming home like late and she's like she's not in the mood and and that's great but again like i don't know why, why do people think why do people insinuate that you need to do like the whole act you know like okay like so if you come in late and you're tired all right we don't need to have freaking have sex but i mean you can give me some head <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't understand you can give me some of that you know you need you don't need to do that or like i can um if you're coming from a long like day at work you know i could freaking finger you or something like that like ease your pain we don't need to do the whole thing or eat you out i could do that too like why do we need to why do you think when it comes to sex we need to do the whole entire thing like not we can still pleasure each other you know or like mutual masturbation or something like that we can do that like i don't see what's wrong with that but whatever um Moving on, uh, let's see. Um, oh yeah, so um, again with uh, Brett and Olivia, uh, Olivia has a full life, and Brett is worried that he won't, that she won't have time for him, because she always speaks about like she talks to her mom every day. She speaks or either goes to her friends daily, like goes to her friend's house, and she has this particular couple which is called heather and joe that she sees all the time and he's like okay okay that's great that you see all those people but it's like okay when when are you gonna have time for me and i understand that is because she didn't have a husband six days ago so she needed to occupy her time but yeah but now that he's here what are you gonna do how are you gonna make time for him because he should be priority yeah you just met him six days ago but he's your husband he should be priority uh before all those people because wouldn't you want him to put you up there like how about if he put you down as like the number six priority before like his mom his uh, his his roommate from college uh somebody that he plays up uh pinochle with you know and you know and his mailman and then you come last you know like oh hey i uh I knew these people before you, Olivia. So sorry, you're you're number six. So you're all the way down at the bottom. So I I can't you know I don't know if I'm gonna make time for you, but hey, but you know, but she assures that oh no no I'll make time for you I'll make time for you, but the way that she speaks, she's like you should make time for people, but you shouldn't um change who you are or change what you were doing before, which is kind of contradictory. So I don't know how she's gonna fix that but yes she needs to make room for him i mean they need to make room for each other but she's the one with the full life so she needs to make room for brett um so later in the episode they have a round table everybody all the couples are here and amani is like you know everybody wants to be in each other's business so amani's like yo you be smooching with you with each other and amelia and bennett they have kissed christina and henry nothing has happened and christina's upset about that um miles and karen they kiss on the cheek yay um that's that was sarcastic if you couldn't catch that and armani and woody have smooched definitely smooched and freaking bennett with his crazy ass it's like what type of fruit would your spouse be and why so woody and armani woody says uh, a pineapple for armani 
Um, Miles says a guava. He says he doesn't know. He doesn't know if he loves it, but he likes it. And a guava is sweet. And Christina and Henry don't know. And no, because uh, Henry says I don't know, and Christina says I don't know as well. But then she's like in her confessional. You know, Henry's like, you know, apples, grapes, and oranges, you know, which is normal, but it's like, okay, what else you got? You know, kind of kind of gives him a, a little dig. But again, I understand where she's coming from. Henry's not really giving much back in this relationship. So, um, so then some, I forget who asks first, but someone says, how do you, how do you rate the marriage? and the the girls go off to the side they go to the bar and the um and the men stay at the table so you know they're separate so no one can hear the girls can't hear what the men say and the men's can't hear what the women say right so bennett says his relationship is a 10 everything's really good amelia says that her relationship is an eight uh woody says his relationship is a nine amani says his relationship is a nine henry says his relationship is a seven it's going good but he knows it's frustrating to christina that he's not up to par with what she wants christina says her relationship is a five and she's waiting for uh she's she's just waiting for henry to get out of his shell you know what i mean um brett says no he's not gonna rate he's not gonna rate his relationship because uh interhuman relationships are what did he say he's like he's not gonna rate an interhuman relationship because you can't you can't put a value to it so he's not gonna do it and everybody's suspect especially christina she's like come on bro just put a rating on it and he's like nah i'm good i'm not, I'm not doing that you know because uh, you because you can't put a rating on it and then olivia comes out of nowhere and she's like yeah i rate my relationship a seven <laughs> and uh and brett here overhears this because i guess she says it loud and then his demeanor just changes uh, miles says that his relationship is an eight um and he couldn't and he says that experts couldn't find him a better match and karen says the relationship is a six because again she wants a masculine man and um but he is a gentleman and she, but she, she she hopes that he is a masculine man but she just hasn't seen it yet so again karen being karen uh, just a just emasculates him again. So uh, Christina asks Brett, you know, okay, okay. So they reconvene with each other. So the round table comes back, and then Christina asks Brett, you know, how do you rate your marriage? And then Brett says, like, and it's like, yo, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say it. And and then Christina's like, oh come on, dude, just freaking do it. And then Brett lets her freaking have it. And he's like, yo, fam. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do what you want me to do. And then she's like, okay, okay. All right. You, you could, you, you could, you could do what you want. You know, she just shuts her down cold Turkey. And I'm like, okay. So, uh, Christina, didn't you say that you liked having an aggressor? So Brett was very aggressive and you just shut down. You just shut down cold Turkey. And I bet you did that. And, and, <laughs> and this is how, this is how, this is how she is with those past relationships that she's had. You know what I mean? Because later she says, she says, um, okay. So it's like the round, the round table dissipates and, uh, Christina, 
was it Christina? Who she with? Christina and Henry and Brett and Olivia, they're in a room together. And then the men leave when Christina's like, oh, I want to speak to you, Olivia. And Christina's like, listen, you know, I'm just looking out for you. Everyone likes to look out for Olivia. So the other person that doesn't like Brett, just like Henry and Amani is Christina. And Christina's like, listen, you know, I've dated these guys before and I'm just looking out for you because I like you, blah, blah, blah. And then Olivia in the in her confessional is saying, yeah, okay, I understand. Um, I, I, I understand where she's coming from, but at the same time, you've only like talked to him for five minutes, so how, how much do you know about him? But at the same time, Christina is seeing similar patterns of the men that she used to date. Do you see what I'm, do you see what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's, this is the this is the thing she likes the aggressor she likes the abuse well, i shouldn't say she likes the abuse she she only knows of the abuse she doesn't know about nice dudes you know what i mean like this is why she keeps saying that damn word aggressor as opposed to like i want him to take control or whatever this is what this is the dude that she likes this is the type of dude that she likes you know what i mean and uh, she just gets on my nerves like of course she sees the red flags in Olivia and Brett's relationship because she recognizes the damn flag. She probably still has those flags in her freaking house. You know what I'm saying? And like, oh, yeah, he was a red flag, but man, he was so awesome in bed. He was awesome. You know, this this is this is what Christina does. Okay. And um this is how she feels. Like ugh. Like this this is the type of stuff that she deals with. She sees ex- she sees Brett's worst moments and correlates that with the regu- the regularity of her old relationships. This is her. So that's what I mean, man. Uh, so th- this is why I feel bad for Henry because he he got gypped. Granted, Henry is not a saint. He definitely needs to step up his game. But uh, Christina is being very forceful, and she said it herself that she's not patient at all. So that is something else that is against Henry. But um. Okay, let's let's keep going. Um, so now this, they're now they're showing uh, snippets of everybody, and um, you know, freaking Christina almost ruining another person's marriage. Like, why don't you stick to ruining your own? Okay, <laughs> so they show Karen and Miles in bed with her pillow of trust, aka her pillow bouncer. You know, and um, Miles gets up and is like, "Yo, we've been married for a week," and she's like, "Yay." And then she gives like this false falsitude of like, oh, the reason why I'm not happy. I mean, the reason why I'm not more enthusiastic because I just woke up. It's like, yeah, I, it's because you're mad that you're mad. You're mad that your man has clinical depression and that he shares his feelings all the time. And you wanted a no nonsense masculine man who has no care in the world, has no feelings, emotionally unavailable, and who can do no wrong and stop a freaking missile uh you know st- stop a missile in the sky you know that freaking Daughtry song um waiting for superman that's that should be dedicated to karen because she because she's waiting for superman you know so she, she's she's waiting for this you know dude that doesn't exist to um to facilitate her life and her lifestyle meanwhile she's only been in two relationships for 15 years get out of here let's see what else oh that's pretty much it oh okay cool 
I mean, that's pretty much the end of the episode. I mean, it wasn't that in the episode. They, of course, they shared some other things, and I believe the next episode is called The Honeymoon is Over. And I believe that's a double entendre because, one, the honeymoon is literally over. And also, um, the yeah, because they're going back to the real world. But also, I believe there's more fights to be ensued because the honeymoon, in a metaphysical sense, is over as well. So, yeah. That, that that's that's the end of that okay so um thank you guys for listening um next next time next episode i should have the all my social media th- platforms um erected but as of right now i only have the gmail oh no i have the gmail and the phone number okay so the gmail is t-i-n-q podcast at gmail.com okay and I want you to email me and tell me, um, I don't know, any stories you want to share or any topics that you want me to discuss or just to give me feedback on how I'm doing. You know what I mean? Um, the the Twitter, I have a Twitter, and it's T-I-N-Q-P-O-D, as in, you know, the, the Inquisitive Podcast, so Tink Pod, pretty much. And also the phone number, is 845-393-1863 and you can give me a call it's going to go straight to voicemail but i definitely want to hear your feedback on how i'm doing what topics you want to discuss hey maybe maybe you know if you're cool enough i'll have you be a guest on the show with your podcast i mean with your um with your episode suggestion and also to um you know, just I just want to hear the feedback. I want to hear what you guys are talking about, and I want to know how you think I'm doing, and if you have any topics. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Okay. Again, the Gmail is t i n q podcast at gmail dot com. The phone number is eight four five three nine three one eight six three, and the Twitter is t i n q p o d. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll see you next time. This has been the Inquisitive Nobody, and see you later.